Welcome back to another episode of the Coach's Corner Podcast. I I think I always say this, so I think it's losing its effect, but I genuinely mean it when I'm like, I'm so excited for today, because I would never say it if I wasn't genuinely excited. Um, it's going to be an interesting episode. What I have crafted, I feel like is probably going to go to the garbage because we can go so deep today. But on today's episode, we got, and hopefully I get this right, Leah Notariani. How you doing? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing amazing. I was, I was over the weekend, we were in Nashville at this kind of TNF, um, I don't know what you want to call it, mastermind event. And I saw you and your husband, Bucky, do this hour, two hour long kind of transformative, what would you call it? Like a, I don't know, like a transformative, yeah. <laughs> like whatever. Exactly. What would you call it? So we did a segment of a part of a larger event. So it was it was a snapshot. So we just did a mini, mini workshop within two hours, essentially. And, and I love it. Like I'm, I'm really into those and probably about two, two and a half years ago, I think Preston smiles was the first person to allow me to like, mm. just let loose. I did like a seven day immersive thing and I've, I've never felt anything like it. And it's been an area that I keep exploring. Um, because I feel like in business, we just start using our minds and like, I'm pretty damn smart. And I think a lot of people listening are really smart, but I think that's like one side of the equation. And so I was going through your website and I saw a few things like align and monetize your passion, where strategy, purpose and alignment meet, you find your soulful hustle. And I know we're going to go so deep behind that because we kind of mentioned you've also been helping people like, okay, you've made the money or you're seeing traction, but like fulfillment. And I guess Tony talks about like a lot of people master the art of like quitting or whatever, but not the art of fulfillment. And I think it'll be a really cool conversation around that. I love that. It's true. I, you know, it's either one end of the spectrum or the other. I find that people are either just kind of getting started and trying to figure that out and they need more of strategy and where do I go and how do I build this? And sometimes on the other side of that, it's, you know, I've done all the things and the big question is now what? And they're more so looking for fulfillment. I love that. And I think I've played across the whole spectrum of it. And I think, would you agree that when those scary moments come up, like, is this it? You'll latch onto a bigger purpose. But then when you like get to the end of that purpose, it's almost like the hero's journey just over and over and over. Um, or is there like an end to it? I don't know. I actually don't know. Yeah, I think that's the beauty of it is that, well, first of all, I, I tell everybody this, that you can only see from the vantage point in which you're looking at. So the more steps that you take, you're going to see things differently. They're going to expand. They're going to unfold. They're going to bring light and you're going to get insight that you wouldn't have had if you haven't taken those steps. So sometimes we want to have this like magic carpet and roll it out and we can see from here to end and life doesn't always work that way. It's designed for us to grow. It's designed for us to take those big scary leaps. It's designed for us to have faith and grow and allow things to unfold. So sometimes the best thing for us to do is to align with what is your next best step right. and for you to take that. Because what we sometimes get stuck in is we want the next 10 steps. And what right. we're really asking for is extreme certainty. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm looking for extreme certainty in my situation that if I do this thing, if I pivot my business, if I change my offer, if I quit my job and I go in and I monetize my passion, that it's going to be guaranteed. 
So what we're actually looking for is certainty. We're not really looking for connecting to purpose. It's, it's masked in that. I love that. I love that. If I asked you what your superpower is, like what's Leah like (laughs) really good at, would you have an immediate answer or would it be something you'd have to think about? That's a good question. Um, With the feedback that I've gotten, um, that's a good question. I would say I'm able to see people. I could see that. Yeah. I can, somebody can be in front of me and I can just see them. I know exactly what it is. I know exactly where they're stuck. I know exactly where they want to go. And it's like dusting off the book on the bookshelf. It's, it's innately easy for me to just see that. I would say that out of all the things that I do, I think that's been the biggest feedback that comes most natural to me. I think that's why I love events so much is because mm. And coaching is because when somebody's in front of me, that's, I can see right through. I know right. exactly what that thing is inside them that they're looking for. And I just help pull it out gracefully. Yeah. So I would say that out of all the things I would say that that is a gift that I'm really grateful for. I would hundred percent agree. I think, I think I would, I would peg you on the same. Um, and I, I only know you for like two hours and not even close <laughs> and personal, just seeing you and your husband, Bucky do your work and you did it so masterfully. It was so cool to watch. Um, so, so if we start talking about this monetize your passion, I want to start there. Cause I think a lot of people listening, they want to do that. They're like, Hey, that's like, that's like my right. first goal, my first target. And most of the people that listen, or even the ones we work with, they're usually way on the soul side of things. So they're just like yeah. extremely intuitive. They feel a lot. Um, they, but when it comes to going on the other side of the spectrum of like the business side of things, sometimes they struggle. And so we are generally connecting that or even giving people permission to like lean more into that. Like, okay, let's take action. Let's fail. Yeah. Let's get a little bit more aggressive and then let's find <laughs> what works. And at least for myself, I found it to be a sliding scale. That's always moving. Like there was a time for me to just like go crazy. And then a time for me to like sit back and, 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 and not go crazy. So when you're talking about monetizing your passion, and align and monetize your passion. What does that mean? Yeah, I love that you you shared the spectrum. Like a lot of people that are listening are really on the soul side, uh, soulful, heart-centered, all the feels. I totally resonate with that, which is why five years ago, I named my company Soulful Hustler because I didn't know what to name it because I'm really both. Like and I've always of that like hustler, like that's two extreme ends of the spectrum. It's so extreme. And mm. for me, I think you can use the word hustle and you can have a whole different meaning behind it. The meaning that I personally give it to just give context is that you get real with the fact that there's going to be work. You get real with the fact that you do need to learn. There are skill sets and strategies that you need to put in place in order to have your art come to fruition in a business that you really want to pursue So I think when you're looking at those things, um, they're always going to be those two dualities in creating a business. And I find that when we swing so much to either side, we, I don't really believe in balance, but we can become, you know, either like ignorance on fire running in a hundred different directions, or we can just be spinning in this downward spiral, spiral of personal development and I'm not actually growing in our business. And I think that both are unhealthy. So I think that finding that balance of, you know, what's the space between effort and ease? 
What does that look like? Where is that space between effort and ease when you know that you're being guided to do something in your life? You know that you're being guided. I believe that business is a beautiful vehicle for you to help transform and help so many people beyond yourself. It's like jumping in a Ferrari. You can go a lot faster than walking. And when you do that from a place of alignment, you can just go a lot faster, further, help more people, but also build an amazing system around you to support what you're doing. What what does alignment mean in, in this context? How like how do you define that? Yeah. Alignment for me means to connect. It means for you to connect to what I would call source, yourself, your purpose, the vision that you have. I see a lot of people that get stuck and they get frustrated or they get quote unquote burnt out and it's not actually burnout. It's the lack of alignment to what they're actually meant to do. And if you remove all of the things, all of the obstacles, all of the, you know, obstacles or obligations, what would be left? Like what actually fills your cup? It's actually quite easy. And sometimes it's, it's not so much of adding so much stuff onto it. It's more letting go of what is not. Right. You mentioned a few times, like letting go, you mentioned um, allowing what, mm-hmm. um, so for, for someone, and, and I know, I, if anyone's listening, I know what you're thinking. If you come from where I come from, or my approach to it is like, no, 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 no. Like you have to drive harder. You have to push harder. Um, anything that just blow it up, like use dynamite, whatever means necessary. And it worked right. for me until it didn't. And my yes. first business I lost because of it. I just couldn't, I just, I couldn't anymore. Um, mm-hmm. For someone who's on that end of the spectrum, what would you say to them? And, and I use the same stuff. So I'm like, Hey, let's get a line. Let's just start allowing. And they just, it, it doesn't, it takes a little while sometimes. I totally get that. Um, what would you, how would you direct someone if they're there? Well, if they're there, that means they're very logical and you can create, and I can meet it with logic. So if we were to get really logical for a moment and very practical, because I don't stay in the clouds, my feet are also on the ground. Mm -hmm. Um, Let's get really logical. So you hustled your way and you're making 20, 30, 40, 50 K a month. Mm -hmm. Now, in order for you to get to a hundred K a month or a million a month, how much more can you work if you're already working 10 hours a day? None, maybe 30 more minutes. Right. And that's all you got. And then let's stretch that another year. So keep at the same pace that you're doing and stretch it into two years. So it's not that you don't work hard. It does. It's not that you don't work. It's that if you don't get into what I call your pure position and actually develop your leadership, you are going to drive yourself into the ground and it's not sustainable. So when I look at building a business, I always look at or supporting people to build businesses, I look at both your short and long-term gains. Are you actually able to sustain this? And what kind of structure and system do you need around you in order to do that? Because a lot of the times too, is our mindset is really stuck in being an employee, even though we call ourselves an entrepreneur. So we think that working more hours and doing more things is actually what's going to drive it faster. When in reality, it's more so developing your leadership, building a team, delegating and starting to pull back so you can really stay in your pure position of your business and what you want to do and how you Mm -hmm. want to present yourself to the world and 
building that system around you. So it's not that you don't stop working, but if you really go ahead and ask some pretty high level multimillionaires and you see some recording artists or people that are doing pretty substantial things right. in the world, you'll notice that, you know, what does their work ethic look like and where are they spending their time? Right. So it doesn't mean that you don't work hard, but where you spend your time, your energy and your focus is going to matter. Like that. I think I was watching, uh, I remember like just giving up my email access was like, it was, it was a yeah. spiritual, like <laughs> it was a week where I grew as a spiritual being. It was the most yeah. difficult thing. Now it's like giving my Stripe, giving my bank account, letting the accountant do it. Like, and I'm still on this journey of like, Hey, what do I need to give up next? It's like, it's, it's a level up every time. But I remember when I was going through it, because I identified as I worked on the oil rigs, I was like the hardest worker you'd ever meet. And I'll still yeah. take the claim to that. I'm the hardest worker you'd ever meet. Mm-hmm. But I watched a documentary with Jay-Z and his mm-hmm. level, his work ethic when he was creating something, but he had this amazing team around him. He had mixers and sound engineers, yet he was still first one in, first one out, but he was focusing on his superpower, which was lyrics and and just the emotion behind the music was like his superpower. And I'd, I'd say arguably, I, I don't listen to Jay-Z, but I'd say he's like at the top of the game. Yeah. And that's when I was like, okay, I can still work hard because I love to work hard. But maybe I can, I can, I don't have to be checking my email. A hundred percent. It's not that you don't, you stop working. That's where I think people get mixed up is they think that you just stop working. It's not true. So for example, the event that you were at, we spent 40 to 50 hours crafting an hour and a half. Right. And it's not that we didn't work at it, but we positioned ourselves that we wanted I wanted to literally stack every single emotion in a gradient to craft and create a transformation in somebody's life. Not just like an awakening, not just the aha moment, but like an actual breakthrough Mm -hmm. that was crafted. That took time. Mm -hmm. That took music and feeling and emotion. It's an art. There's a science and there's an art to it. So it's not that we don't work and we don't like spend our time in the studio or whatever you want to Mm -hmm. call it. It's Mm -hmm. that where you spend that energy and focus, it will change as you grow. I love that. I love that. Uh, This is more of a personal question, but I was, I was hoping you could help me out and anyone listening. Cause I know this is a reoccurring theme. I, and probably many people listening and probably you yourself and Bucky and most people in this space, I am obsessed with like what I believed a year ago is, is no longer true (laughs) or I've evolved it. And sometimes right. like, you know how the memories will come up on Facebook or like someone will yeah. me in a video from two years ago. I'm like, I was kind of wrong, but because I'm just like such a learner, like I'm, I'm just so yeah. quickly evolving. And, and I think most people listening are that I found it at times difficult to keep up the business with my evolution and, and, and make sure that I can still be extremely passionate. And I've gone through three huge growth spurts where I'm like, I don't like my business anymore. And even now it's like this new transformation is happening. And I'm like, we could do this and this, any, Mm -hmm. any words around that? Because I know people evolve out of their niche. They evolve out of their offer, even out of what they're teaching. They're like, and sometimes you get trapped kind of like typecasted as a, as an actor, I guess. And it's like, there's more in here. Oh my gosh. That's such a good question. And if you're listening and you feel this way, it's completely normal. Like, Mm -hmm. I just want to normalize that for a moment because sometimes we think that we should be doing the same thing over and over. And I think the most painful thing specifically for me in was that I felt like 
this was not something that was broken in my business. Yeah. So yeah. I don't know about you, but like I've that. had to, I've evolved from things that were working really well. Like I've cut off multi, when I first got started, um, within my first year and a half, I cut off a multi six figure leg in my business. Yeah. And for somebody a year and a half in their consulting business, that's not like $2, you know yeah. what I mean? Like yeah. It's like, okay, yeah. we're making a change here. Um, so I think, I think it's important to do that though as well, because I think you can become very resentful of your own business and subconsciously you'll just self self-sabotage it anyway. So okay. I think that there's, there's definitely a graceful way that you can start to pivot it. Maybe you outsource it, maybe you bring on new team members, or maybe you, you're just turning the ship in a very different direction. I look back and some of my changes, I'm like, I could have potentially just kept that on, but then maybe I wouldn't have actually wanted to run it because then I'd still have to be in leadership in it. So I, I genuinely believe Mm. that we're meant to evolve in our business. Our businesses are growing. It's a living organism, just like, you know, the work that we do and it's going to change. So from my experience, depending on where you're coming from, like, are you looking at growing that business to sell it? I was not going into that business looking to sell it. This is really the work that I see myself doing for a very long time. I think there will be businesses that I grow to sell or just grow and have partnerships and different things with, but not, not this part. So it's definitely evolved and grown with me. I love how you said like that leadership thing, which is, which is my huge, probably the last year has been a huge journey in leadership going from lone wolf to like, Hey, wait, I can trust people. And the, the, the emotional journey through that for myself personally has been incredible, but, um, you said you gave up the leg, but like, maybe I could have kept it. And I know a pattern that's been real for me is like build something and then tear it down and build something new. And now why I've stepped into more leadership is like, how can you build things and build sustainable models around it? Mm -hmm. So you can put four hours a week into it and build something new. And it still funds your dreams and your, your passions and your next leg of the business or whatever that is. Yeah. I don't think you have to tear everything down. That was definitely something I did within the first year and a half of my business. I do believe that where I was at though, looking back, it was actually the right move, but I do see that if I were to do certain elements of that currently in my business, I think I'd be missing a part that I could just actually serve people with, you know, there's something that you're currently, and if you're listening that potentially you're currently doing that, but you just don't feel motivated about it. You just feel it's, It's just completely empty. And I am so glad that you asked that because sometimes we feel like we're supposed to be super passionate about it forever. And sometimes our interests change sometimes. And if you've done something for a really long time and it's just not fueling, it is, it's a scary shift, but it's like, are you like, is this stupid? Is this a bad decision? Am I being whatever? Am I, am I being, I've had the thing of, am I being um, ungrateful? Like I should be grateful with this, but like, why am I not like, what's wrong with me? Right. Um, okay. So, so when it comes to the alignment, I, I believe when I start procrastinating on something for more than like just a little bit, it's, it's cause I'm out of alignment. And so I'll look at that. I'm like, mm-hmm. why am I procrastinating on this? Like, what's up? And I think we do lives every week. And so I get that a lot from on the live feed mm-hmm. is like, I don't feel like I'm, I'm in alignment or I'm procrastinating on this or something that just doesn't feel right. Would you take someone through a process, if you're open to it, of someone starting their business, maybe they're getting a little traction, they're working with a few clients, they're feeling it out, but some things are still missing. Is there a little questioning process, like some kind of empowering questions that we can 
get to the core of like what, what actually serves me? What could this look like? I'm sure this is a 10 hour conversation, but at least totally. we could start the conversation with somebody. Yeah. One of the things that you said is, you know, am I in alignment or am I procrastinating? And I actually want to throw a curveball in there and just say, is it something that you're actually procrastinating about? Or are you actually underneath that procrastination? Are you actually fearful? Mm, okay. Because sometimes we avoid the things that we want the most. We have this weird thing as humans. We resist what we also want the most. So you want to actually look at it and say, what is it behind it? So if it comes to anything around you being seen, you sharing your message, there's there's probably a level of fear around that. So as much as we say it's procrastination and then maybe it's out of alignment after coaching hundreds of people, sometimes that, that quote unquote out of alignment is actually fear. Right. So the questions that I would ask are, you know, if you were to boil everything down, what is it that you actually want above all of it? Like, what is it that you want? What are you, what are you looking to achieve? What are you looking to accomplish? Who are you looking to serve? And why do you want to do that? You know, the journey back to alignment is really connecting to your heart. It's not connecting to your mind and saying, this is all the things that I could do. It's connecting here where you actually can feel that. And when we feel, because it's a feeling, when we feel out of alignment, it's, it's looking at all the different, you know, roads that we could be taking, but it's coming back home. It's right. that place that you feel like you're coming back home. So when I see people that are sometimes avoiding the things that they want the most, I would look at the fears that are actually holding them back. Like what's where that? in your life? Sorry, what's, what's that usually look like? Because you, you, I know you work with a lot of people. So what, what are people yeah. usually most fearful of? What's that usually look like? So being seen. Yeah. Okay. Being seen, uh, being seen for who they really are, being accepted for who they really are. They have a fearful. So I mean, um, a very human. Um, very human. Thing. If you don't practice it, you'll feel it until you practice it. I guess. Hundred yeah. percent. Feeling like they're not good enough. If you really boil it down, feeling like I'm not good enough. Feeling like I'm never going to be loved. Feeling like I'm going right. to be judged. I'm not going to be accepted for who I truly am. So I'm going to just wear this mask. It's going to look really cool, and I'm going to go and position and put myself out there and like do this thing. But underneath it, it's it's a partly a facade. You think that, um, and this is from my own experience of my first, my first video, this is six, seven years ago. I posted, I think three times and like I delete it and then I posted yeah. it because it wasn't getting views. And I was like, but I was so misguided or, or my expectation was like, these people get 100,000 views or like they've got a business right. that looks like this. And I kept trying to model what other people right. had and I just lost my own. I mean, I built a business, but it was like. It did, it did not inspire me to get out of bed um, at all. And I just started collecting mm-hmm. cash and then finally got rid of it and started something new that was in, in more of alignment or something that inspired me. Do you think that right. we're a little bit, um, mm, I don't know what word I'm looking for. Like our expectation are way off yeah. when we first start. Yeah. I think that in general, I think sometimes we try too hard. We try too hard to be something that we're actually not because we don't feel like we're actually successful. So I think there's this fear of I'm not that successful. Who am I to do this? Okay, wait, let me just propped up in position instead of authentically share 
your message, your story, who are you meant, who are you supposed to connect with? I think our ability to show up authentically as ourselves and share impactful stories with people in ways that only you can, like that's your superpower. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Sharing your message, getting connected to who you are, sharing your story. That's what the word in like that's inspired. That's to breathe life into. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So okay, okay. So this is really interesting to me. So as I was like, I remember going to maybe two years ago, I was asking the question, and I still ask this question, like, who am I? Because yeah. I, I actually right. two years ago I would have given you an answer that was very like, I'm this, I'm Dude, I'm like, I'm a social insurance number that the government stamped on me when I was born. I'm like, I'm all these things. And lately I've got a few coaches. One's kind of like a performance coach who works with um, like pro athletes transitioning from, she works with a lot of entrepreneurs too, who are like, who are you without the game, without the business? And she's mm-hmm. been really pushing me into like, who are you? And over the last, especially year, I've been really exploring like, like I'm not even my body. So this gets into a very complex thing for me because I'm like, who actually am I? in the big scheme of things. And now we just start talking about like, we can go down the rabbit hole. But when, when someone's trying to figure out, not figure out, cause I think we know who we are, but trying to express who they are. There's so many, sometimes I'll say something that I'm like, this is who I am. This is what I believe in, but it's like contrary to what other people believe in. And I need mm-hmm. to sometimes fight through that feeling. Cause I know it'll be like rejected or some people won't like it, but the more I right. practice just standing my ground and being like, this is, this is my truth and I'm going to share it. Mm-hmm. When you're first starting, I guess that can be a little bit terrifying. So you're a little bit more open to um, blending or just trying to make it sound like maybe, totally you know what, what I mean? Saying. I do. You water it down. You don't, yeah, there it you're is. not too water outspoken. You don't want to, you're, you, you try to be lukewarm and just kind of, I'm just going to cruise in and fit in here. Yeah. I'm not going to stand out. And it, it's, that goes across the board with everything. It's like the person who wants to wear this, the woman who wants to wear this gorgeous dress and show up and shine in the middle of the room. But instead she wears jeans, t-shirt and some really old shoes because she just wants to like fit in. Right. It's, it goes across the board. And cause what we do in one area of our life, we do in all things, what we do in one <laughs> How we do one thing is how we do everything. Yeah, yeah. And it doesn't just show up in our business. I just think business is just a really, really powerful mirror for personal development. Other than it have, being in an intimate relationship, building a business will show you everything that you wouldn't have never seen from your childhood traumas to your insecurities and yeah. everything in between. It's pretty powerful growth tool. Yeah, it is. It is crazy. It's crazy. So if someone is like, I really think when we're talking about positioning, differentiation, um, creating a message, crafting all that stuff, I'm all for that. Like, I love it. I can, I can geek out about all that, but I think the, uh, the heartbeat of it all is, is you like, how are you showing up? And especially Mm -hmm. in this crazy busy marketplace with everybody doing the same thing, ripping each other off. And like, it's so easy to do. Someone could just start a website. It could say align and monetize your passion. And then they could Mm -hmm. put where strategy purpose and alignment meet. You find your soulful hustle. They could even model your website, model your offer. But the Mm -hmm. thing that's going to make it not succeed and, and, or or not land is like, they're going to be trying to copy the DNA, which is you. So if someone is listening and is like, okay, I want to, like, like Leah's pumping me up. I want to be me. I want to show up like me. Um, I want to be a little bit more bold, which creates, I mean, you're polarized with it, but that's not the intention, but I just want to show up and be me, Truth but I don't like what, 
ah, oh, what, 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 what do I do? Um, what would you coach someone on to work through that? Yeah. Um, that's a huge thing. That's like a three week process that we bring people through because most people are not connecting to it at all because a, they're either too polarizing or they've been rejected in the past. It's normally their passion is created is connected very deeply to a pain. So it's, it's a full on three week process that we bring people through to actually figure out like, what are you actually wanting to do? What is your message at your core? So we really like open up their, their life, mm. their timeline, their history. What did you do before? What worked, what didn't work? We go through an entire digging process with, with people to really discover and figure that out. But from, like that. so that's, it's a, longer answer, but in a short notes of what you can do today is you can look at where do you find yourself just trying to squeeze in and fit in? Where do you find yourself, you know, looking at other people's messages and just trying to model their message? And it's the wrong thing to do. I think one of the best things you need to do is actually drown out the messages around you, put a blocker on your Facebook and make sure that you create something before you consume anything every single day. The more that you mm. create, Definitely. because we are creators, right? The more that you create, you're going to get back into your flow. Sometimes when people are stuck, I tell them, I was like, write something, post something, do a video every single day. It's not about the outcome. It's not about like, I'm going to hustle and grind. It's about, you need to get connected back to that voice inside of yourself and yeah. create it to become not create it, but get back into a flow that it starts to gain traction and you start to remember. It's not about always creating yeah. too. It's about remembering like what's there inside of you. It's just kind of connecting you back. And the way that you normally work through that process is through creating. I love that. In I love the that. short term. What do you usually see? What's like a very typical, I'll call it a transformation, a typical change you see in someone who starts on day one and in 21 days or a week or three weeks, taps into that like what what's what do you see happen what i see happen is they finally feel like they can start running with that what i call like the package in a bow it's like they've been looking all around for their gift and they're like i don't know what it is i'm this i'm that i've done you know i'm a reiki healer i'm a yoga instructor i'm a health coach a weight i'm a physiotherapist i have all of these certifications and you're like how do i offer that to anybody i don't know what that is and I just come and just weave this, this thread through all of it and then create this package. And I'm like, this is what you do. And right. they finally feel connected to it, that they can feel that they can go and run and give it to the world. But that clarity is missing. So when clarity is missing, normally their confidence is as well. And when you have those two pieces in place, you can actually feel like you can run and do yeah. all the things, offer your... This makes me so happy because when I first yes. got into this game, I I started teaching like straight up the stuff that worked for me, but it was straight into, uh, you know, strategic positioning, messaging, and then creating the offer. Right. And I just realized like people were going through it and in eight weeks, they were totally changing what they started with. And then they were changing yeah. it again. And I was like, this mm-hmm. isn't working. We need at least four weeks to like ask these questions that have nothing to do with sales and marketing. It has everything to do with like, we could call it visioning but it goes way deeper than that totally. so it sounds like obviously um i think it's a missing piece for a lot of people and and me at times if i don't if i don't come back to it 
and I just keep building the business, but I don't ask myself those scary questions of like, is this exactly what I want? Um, it, I can, it, it, I can get led astray. Like, I think it's an ongoing process. Would you agree? A hundred percent. Yeah. It's always an ongoing process. And that's what I think that we get stuck on too. We think that it's just like, you know, one of the things that Bucky and I will say all the time is clarity is a process because you're constantly growing and changing. And what I've first originally thought I would do five years ago, yes, there's major pieces of that that have come to fruition, but the more steps I walk, the more clarity I also get on where I'm going and what that right. actually looks like. You know, when you have a vision and you're like, oh, I'm going to do this thing. I'm going to be a speaker. Maybe I'll write a book. I'm going to have courses and da, 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 da. and then you start walking that and creating those things and you're like wow like I knew I was going to do this but this is just taking right. it to a whole new level of what I'm actually creating here right and right it's different I love that I love that for for I mean you've been you, you're so great at doing this and so I, I guess you can almost read people's minds or what's coming next for people so let's say someone is like maybe questioning which I think is healthy I don't want to overwhelm yeah. or create anxiety here, but I think it is healthy to just like, I take my Fridays to do all this. And I, I think I saw on your website that you actually, you I had do. something with it, but I love my Fridays to sit there, no calendar. It's all blocked off. And just, if I want yeah. to work, I work. If I want to create whatever, if I want to be stressed out and just think like, I'm, I just allow myself <laughs> to decompress from the week. Yeah. Um, for anyone who's like, okay, I'm, I'm going to take a little time and and really dive in. I'm not, I know I'm not fully connected because I'm not like mm, about it as much as I used to be. What, what, what could we, and I know it's a three week process with you guys, but what could we like throw in there to make it a little bit easier or just mm -hmm. at least take the next step? Yeah. Well, the first thing is we can't create something. We can't realign or connect to a vision from a disempowered state. So what I would do is actually completely opposite than what you think I would say. I would tell you to go to the gym. I would tell you to go for a walk in the woods. I would tell you to go out in nature and to breathe and let go. Sometimes we're trying so forcefully to create something that we need to meet it with an opposite energy. So right. I look at Fridays kind of like you, Lucas, is I, I take time on Fridays. I always have a lighter day. It's always just naturally been that way because I like waking up Saturday morning and kind of organizing some stuff and, and doing a few things. But Friday has always been a little bit lighter. So I will go for a walk in the woods. I'll go for a walk. I'll go for a swim. I'll go to the sauna. I'll go out in nature. I'll do something different shake up your pattern. If you go to the same right. coffee shop every single day, drive across town in the opposite direction and go somewhere that you don't know. Right. Go somewhere you cool. don't know, shift up your pattern, do something different. That's, I think I, I, I haven't traveled for a year because of this, whatever's going on. And so I, yes. being on the plane <laughs> when I was like, you know what, I'm going and I don't care if the border doesn't allow me back. Cause that was a chance I took the yep. plane ride before I even touched down in Nashville the whole trip was already worth it because I shook up the pattern and I just had all my breakthroughs yeah. on that plane. I'm like, if, if I need to get turned around today, I'm, I've already got what I needed out of this. Yeah. Um, and I realized I, I, I don't do that enough. Like I love routine. Like we, I think we all mm -hmm. do. And probably even my Fridays have become a little bit routine and that I know my Fridays are like chill. So I'm actually going to challenge myself to do something totally different this Friday that I would never do. I love that. I think it's so important. I think that 
you look at that in business, you look at that in relationships too. A lot of yeah. people just stay, yeah. just stay cruising on the same wavelength. And I think it's important to change your environment, shake up patterns, be a beginner at something new, sign up for something that you really suck at, like hip hop dancing or jujitsu class, like do something different, right. get yourself outside of your comfort zone, start thinking differently. I think it's really important. Love that. Love that. I got, I got two more questions and I try to ask everybody this, and I think you're the perfect yes. person to ask, although I'm assuming the books behind you um, are yours, but <laughs> maybe they're not, but favorite book or, or one of the most, I think most people have this book that was like, this book was the gateway that changed my life. For me, it was the big leap. Um, mm. What was, what was your book? If you have one. So amazing question. I actually don't have a book, but I always go with what comes to me first of mine and it's the untethered soul Okay. by Michael, Michael Singer, the untethered soul. It's a really, really beautiful book. Amazing. Untethered soul. Yeah. Who was that by? I, I don't, I recognize Michael it. Singer. Cool. I think it's Michael J Singer, but Michael Singer, the untethered soul. Cool. Cool. And, and, Thank you. And then the, I, I love asking this question and then we'll leave some links on where people can find you and connect with you. If you had to leave one thing that could be personal, could be business, but like something that was just so damn impactful that maybe it took way too long to learn. But when you learned it, it was like, whoa, this is what I've been, this is what's been emerging. And this is what I've been trying to search for. Anything mm. come to mind on that, that could help other people's journeys? Oh, I love this. So I started my business the same year that my father passed away of cancer. I got a divorce and I moved countries as a single mom of two. And the word that it was really intense. And the thing that I would leave people with is as cheesy as it might sound, as simple as it might sound, is to follow your heart. Really do what you feel like you're meant to do on this planet. Do the things that you want to do. Follow your heart. And and stay in alignment with who you really are at your core, because you're never going to find the level of success or fulfillment without it. I love that. This whole podcast could just be 10 seconds. We could just say that. I think it's so, um, (laughs) do you think it's like society and and just the way we've been brought up? I know I was brought up to not follow my heart. Like you had to do the right thing and it took a while. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. You just worked really hard. Like my dad just, you know, I have two dads, my quote unquote stepdad and my, my dad. So my dad, that's still alive. Um, you know, just retired from construction, worked with his Mm -hmm. hands since he was 13 years old. And that's what I was ingrained to do. Work Mm -hmm. really hard. Just, just get a job, work really hard, and then you can retire and make sure that you can pay your bills. Mm -hmm. Like that's what I grew up with. And I think there's a paradigm that's shifting that is, is a little bit different. You can do a lot of different things. You can impact people. You can follow your heart. You can monetize the thing that you're actually passionate about. How crazy is that? Pretty crazy. You can do what you love for a living. How, how Pretty radically awesome. Mind-blowing. Um, it's for, mind-blowing. For, for anyone listening who, who does have a background in like construction and I've worked on the oil rigs yeah. and I thought that was so ludicrous. Like that doesn't exist. Go back to Hollywood. Um, or you totally. just go live your little rich life and I will just do what everyone else has to do, which is work really hard and yeah. not love it. Um, it was a game changer for me when I, I just started, I think I, I literally watched yes, man with Jim Carrey. 
And as, oh, as, yeah. as ridiculous as it sounds, because it's a comedy, I just started saying yes to things. And I let like, yeah. even to this day, I didn't want to go out Saturday night because I just wanted to cuddle up and read a book. But I just went out and I'm just like, I'm going to say yes. And the people I met just open up so many doors and I keep getting reminders of like, just say yes. Like, yeah. literally, it doesn't make sense. And you're right. You do have to work early tomorrow. And you're right. Like, this doesn't make sense. But if you feel yeah. it, like, just say yes, because beautiful things happen every time. Every time. I agree. Every time. I love Leah, it. If, if, if people want to find you, because I, I, I mean, I love your stuff. If I haven't spent more than two hours with you in full transparency, but I can, <laughs> I can guarantee that three weeks or three days. Um, and whatever you guys have going on in the future, I love immersive type experiences. So I will be yeah. there. So anyone listening, maybe we'll connect there when I see you there. But if someone wants to find you, where would yeah. they search? And I'll leave the links below. Yeah, they can go to leanotariani.com. They can also um, Instagram. I'm, I'm starting to hang out on Instagram a little bit more on cool, Facebook at cool. Leanotariani. Cool, cool. I'll leave the links below so no one has to figure out the spelling of that, of Beautiful. the Italian last name. and. With that, really, really appreciate your time, Leah. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate Thank it. Thank you. Of course. Thank you. All right. So as always, I just want to finish off the episode with saying thank you for listening. These episodes are 100% free and they're dedicated to helping you build your coaching business because there are clients out there just waiting for you to reach them. They're waiting for you to give them a result. So do not give up on your dream and never give up on your business. Again, these episodes are 100% free. All I ask in return is that you give it a thumbs up, you give it a like, you give it a little bit of love in the comments or the reviews, and you share it with one or two coaches who you know could use help building their coaching businesses. That's it. I'm done. Thank you for listening, and I'll see you on the next episode.